everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts. I'm Bethany. And I'm Crystal. Um, today we're just gonna do like a little businessy intro. Oh, I'm sorry if you just heard me like smack the microphone first thing at the beginning. And we do have a kitty in the office again, so if you hear rustling, she is not behaving right now. <laughs> um, she's rustling through some stuff I'm packing up. But first and foremost, remember if you listen to us on any sort of platform, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Good Pods is working very well for us right now. Um, what did I say last time? We ranked number 61. I have not checked it in a couple of days, but last time I checked, we were number 61 on the top 100 indie true crime podcast. So shout out to Good Pods. But back to what I'm saying, if you've listened to us on any platform, make sure whether you loved us, you hated us, you did not like the sounds of our voices or what we said. We said like too many times, <laughs> whatever it was. We talked about too much nerdy stuff. We got off topic. We both have ADHD. Go leave us a review because not only does that bump us up, you know, puts us up at the front when people go and search podcast, true crime podcast, paranormal, whatever. But also, we've gotten some constructive criticism for some. Um, you know, we had one that said that we weren't as scripted and we did ramble, which was kind of... I have to agree. In the beginning, we did not really have scripts, especially our first episode. It was very rough. Um, so, anything like that really helps us. Because that, you know, that's what we want. We don't want you to be like the last person that gave us a two-star that just didn't like that. <laughs> said like too many times sorry i just don't think that's funny to me um that happens like i just said um you know well i guess you we're also not professional public speakers no and we've made that this is what our podcast is all about we don't edit that much out we want it to literally feel literally hey you're pulling on me we want to literally feel like you're on FaceTime with your best friends and we're just talking about spooky or true crime stuff or something we saw on TikTok or something you saw on YouTube or something controversial. You saw somebody post your second cousin on Facebook and they posted <laughs> guess, some conspiracy. I guess this is the thing. If you're if this is the first episode you're listening to, which I highly doubt it is, and we are yeah. doing that rambling thing that they say we're doing as right of right now. Right now. Yeah. But like... We are not, I feel like there's a lot of different genres of, like, in, like, the true crime world, I guess. Because, I mean, I don't even really consider us necessarily true crime. So, like, the podcasty. We're, like we're a variety podcast. show. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, like, with, like, true crime, like, people have true crime comedy. Where they, like, yeah. literally crack jokes the entire time. Then you have, like, the people who are incredibly, like, detailed and serious. serious. And you have, like, the really concentrated voice. And she was stabbed 74 times in it's her back. Yeah. And as her husband came through the door, that is when he discovered his wife. Like, we're not that kind of podcast. If that's what you want, like, literally there's others. I feel like we're a mix of that because we are serious. Like, sometimes. I just want, like, I want to tell you the story. And that's yeah. why we don't, li- we don't really look up the stories ahead of time because we're really yeah. just doing these for each other. Like, oh my God, have you heard, did you hear about yeah. this? And if you, so leave reviews, people. Get me back to the main subject. And then on to number two, Thank you to everybody that came and hung out with us last Sunday. Oh, gosh. That was such a fun yes, Twitch stream. that was so much fun. Uh, we had so many people pop in in the chat, talking to us, asking questions. We have so many ideas. I just put, like, so many ideas into our Google Doc for future episodes, um, which reminds me my mom messaged me with two dudes. Two new different cases today. Oh, fine. Uh, one was they used to live down south mm-hmm. um, when my papa was doing work down there. And apparently while she was there, there was a serial killer. And she didn't know about that. Oh, creepy. She just found an article about it. Creepy. So I put that on our list. But just thank you guys to come and hang out with us on Twitch. And if you're not following us already on Twitch, uh, we're getting really close to Affiliate. 50. Followers. I think we already have 50. I think we're at 40. Oh. 39 or 40 something like that i thought we already We're had close. it but... go follow us oh if fuck. you follow us on instagram bayou underscores chronicles we have a little link tree in our bio our bayou bayou our bio <laughs> anyways okay i'm bio. sorry we were wrong i thought we did have 50 we have 39 okay yeah i knew it was around there 
Um, but literally all our links are in our, on our Instagram link tree. It has where you can listen to us on Spotify. It has our Twitch. It has our YouTube, which has been doing fairly well recently. Um, Them 10,000 views. We hit 10,000 total views. But yeah, just that's just our business stuff for this episode. And I'm going to stop rambling. Um, the kitty is rolling around. So sorry for that. We will have a Twitch stream the 14th the 14th august, august 14th 8 p.m central two sundays from now now yes so and i don't know what it's about i will be talking um if you were in the last twitch stream you probably heard me go through like 15 different topics i have yet to pick i promise i'll pick something and then bethany will make a thing for it and yes okay so um, today's case is actually going to be a little bit of a Florida and Louisiana crossover. Where I'm watching the cat go after crinkly she items. De- deliberately doing, we just stopped so we could fix her and she's deliberately going back for it. She's like a child, it's and always, I love it. It's always fun in the studio. It is. It's always fun. So today's episode is going to be a little bit of a crossover um, between the two states. Um, I had a friend tell me to look at this, and when he told me to look it up, it was really only for the Louisiana aspect of the case. Um, but when I started doing research on it, that's kind of when I discovered that it had connections to the same area of Florida that you're from. Oh, um, so I was like, well, that's weird. And it was just one of those like weird coincidences. Um, so I'm gonna talk about the story. Um, trigger warning though. And this is when I tell you the biggest trigger warning I have probably ever given. Yeah. Um, I've already told Bethany a little bit about the case just to kind of like prepare her. Um, but we will be talking about the sexual assault and murder of a child, um like a, a like a child child, child. um this may not be the episode for you if that's going to be a really hard and sensitive subject for you um i know i'm saying um a lot because i just i don't know exactly the right words to say for this this is a really hard story to tell and to be completely honest i wasn't even sure that i wanted to tell it it just it it I don't know, it was very hard for me to talk about, and um, it's not my story, obviously, it's this little girl, it's this family's, their story, Uh, but I really kind of just wanted people to know that there were some really evil people out there, and this is what they do, this is what evil people do. Um, I also kind of want to say, along with that, that we... need to work and focus and get better at talking about the victims and their lives and not the lives of the person who took their life and you know you and I've said this a million and a half times like how many times have we said that that we wish there was more information so there's a lot of questions that I have and i will be at the very front and honest with you and tell you that I did not find much of anything about who this little girl was. And I wish nothing more than that I could have found a whole book written about her. I also want to preface this whole thing by saying there is a book out there about this murder. But please don't read it. Please don't buy it. Uh, and I say that because of m- multiple reviews that I've read, some of which appeared to be from her family, who said that it was incredibly disrespectful. It was it was very disgusting. People who had no relation to the family had read it and said this book was horrible, horribly written. Not even just like in a bad written way, just like it was only written for shock factor, not for telling the story of what happened. So that's my general warning that's my general whatever before I really get into this story so um now the actual story part uh we're going to be talking about John Francis Willie 
I'm going to say Willie, but it's South Louisiana, so you have, I have literally have no idea how this is said. It could be, I put an IE in the Google Doc with my notes, but I found it spelt with the IE or just the E. Willie. So I didn't know if it was Willie, Will E, Will. It could have just, because okay. since it's W-I-L-L-E yeah. in some cases, it could just be Will. So I'm just going to say Willie. I don't know. He was from South Louisiana, um, Laplace to be exact. Now, according to his parents, they never really noticed any type of problems with him when he was a child. He was just like a normal kid. But when he was 14, he suddenly lost both of his grandparents in two days. So, like, back-to-back lost his grandparents. And that's when they claimed that he started having some really bad problems. He would start lying to people. And they weren't just regular lies. They were, like, grandiose, like, huge lies, elaborate lies. He would make up, like, the most ridiculous stuff and try to convince people that it was was true. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, it eventually led to them kicking him out of the house because he started developing this habit of not only lying but stealing from family and friends so it was just kind of like a That's tough. really bad situation so they eventually had to kick him out a few times this ruined a whole lot of his like interpersonal relationships with people and it was like in his early his late teens early 20s that he started dating a lot of older women who also had children and his mm. his reasoning for this was that he wanted to take care of these troubled kids and lead them to a better life than he had. Okay, but like what grown woman is out there dating a teenager? Well, a I don't know. I don't kids. know. Some some grown woman with kids, but not I mean not me. I don't have kids, but like not me. I would not be dating no 19-year-old like absolutely not. Absolutely not. Now, um, in July of 1985, police were called to the house of 21-year-old John Willie and his girlfriend, 33-year-old Judith Walters, in Milton, Florida. Ma'am. So, not far from where you are. Yeah. Not far. Yeah. It's really close. Um, they also um, were living in there with um, Judith's 13-year-old daughter, Sheila, and they did have a roommate as well. I can't remember her name, but they did have someone else living with them. Uh, this roommate said that they were very loving, like, to each other. They were very kissy and always on top of each other, like, making out and okay. just, like, acting like they were in love with each other. So, they were two little lovebirds, basically. On this particular night in July, there was a pretty heated argument happening, though, between them and their landlord because they were several months behind on rent. Like, they needed to be kicked out. How do you get several months, though? I don't know. Every landlord I've ever had is like... You a month behind? I'm knocking on your door. Or it's like several hours they're like where's the check i'm like oh yeah okay hold on i promise i'm paying it but they were several months behind on rent and the landlord wanted them out so eventually cops were called and they broke up the argument and they had threatened to arrest him if he didn't leave and this threat of arrest actually persuaded him to get their stuff and they left the house Well, at some point during the night, he had decided that he wasn't going to settle for being kicked out. And he decided to set the landlord's house on fire. So, it was a trailer, I believe. sounds totally normal. (laughs) So, they they go to the house, or he goes to the house, sets the house on fire. All the humans make it out safely, but in the process, a couple of doggos were killed. Immediately now. Immediately now. Immediately, I will. What's that movie where the dad goes and finds his daughter? Taken. I will find you. Taken. I will find you. (laughs) I will hunt you down with every fiber of my being. My dogs know. So. Right after that, due to the fact that the police had just had a call involving the landlord, like, just had a call. I mean, yeah, like, dude, you're red. You're. Just have a huge bullseye over you. Right? right like, that's, like, red flag number one and, like, 
ding, ding, ding. We know that you're the person who did it. Um, they had a pretty good feeling who was responsible. They were not, like, surprised or anything. I think they just kind of, like, knew it was him. So that was when 21-year-old John and his girlfriend, Judith Walters, were both arrested. Okay? Judith was actually in the hospital, though, when she was arrested because she had just overdosed on antidepressants after the two of them had gotten into an argument after he burned down there. Burned so down the house. like the next day? Yes. Oh, my God. Judith is going through it. She's going through it. It wasn't long, though, after she had recovered and was in police custody that she started to tell the cops all kinds of things that John had been doing with her across several states. Like, she just started, like, eventually, I mean, they obviously got out of her, but like, she just started naming names and places and just was telling everybody everything. So... I couldn't find exactly what the first murder that he was accused of committing. Um, but from my research, it looks like um, one of the him that one of them that he claimed was a man that he killed on the Bond Car Speedway. And I'm not from South Louisiana, so all my South Louisiana friends are going to butcher me for saying that. But I've always heard it called the Bond Car Speedway. But is that how you've heard it? Or do you even know where I'm talking about? I thought it was Bonet, but... Bonet Car? Yeah. I thought it was... Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. I'm potato, potato. I don't know. I'll say Bonet Car. I also say pecan. Ugh, it's not pecan. It's It's pecan. It's It's pecan. I'm going to pee all in the just like it's pralines, not pralines. I hate when people say, I say pralines. pralines. It's I pralines. Or caramel. Caramel. No, it's caramel. It's literally caramel. Caramel. Maybe with a wash rag. That's how you. <laughs> That's how I it. say it. Wash rag. Oh my god. Wash rag. Ice box. Okay, yes. Okay. But it's caramel and pecan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> apparently he stabbed this man to death. Um, yes. Yes. See, she agreed with me. Callie so agreed with me with the shake. Sorry. It's either my dog's barking downstairs or we now have a cat and she has to be with me and Crystal. <laughs> Or she will whine outside the door. So, she's literally sitting in my lap. And my husband had to get her a collar with an annoying bell. It's okay. My cats have bells, too. Anyway. So, uh, I couldn't find this confirmed anywhere, though. Like, I couldn't find a newspaper article or something of, like, a man that was stabbed to death over there or anything. But I'm just going to take it as him confessing to this. Now, he also... Claimed during during an interrogation that he also killed a 77-year-old woman named Ida Boudreau. According to him, he set her house on fire. Oh, so he's a pyro. Well, police were able to confirm that she did die in a house fire. But the reports of the house fire was during a thunderstorm. And there was no signs of arson at all. So, because of this and the fact that he was known to make these grandiose lies, and at one point, yes, because at one point during these interviews, he actually confessed to killing 20 people and burying them in one grave. And people were like, uh, no. And 21 years old. Like, they were like, it's just, it's not. That would be over like years. Yeah. So they were like, they just felt like some of this was just him trying to take credit for stuff. I will say, though, that during this, I really wanted to purchase my newspaper.com subscription, but it's $75 for six months, and I don't know if that's a good deal or a bad deal. It for gives online only? For online only for every newspaper in America that I can oh. think of. I don't know if it's outside of America, but it's every newspaper in America going back hundreds of years. Like... Well, not hundreds, but, like, maybe, like, 150 years. I don't know if that's a good deal or not. I don't think it's crazy. We have to pay to 
I know, because I could just go to the library, right? The library, yeah. Don't they keep it all on the... But I think it's just like your microfilm. Yeah, I think (laughs) we're all hitting the microphones today. I think it's just like your local newspapers on microfilm, though. Oh, I think it is. But this is like every newspaper in ever. I don't know. I was thinking maybe they'll do like a Black Friday thing. So maybe I could put money aside for Black Friday and then maybe there'll be like a a Black Friday deal. I feel like if it was for a whole year, that's rangeable. Six months, $75. That's a I don't know, but this is the thing. I use I use newspaper.com or find something I need every single case do we do. Too, and I'm like, no, I'm not paying that. <laughs> hey, maybe we can. $5 a month. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can maybe we can convince our husbands to go halvesies in on it for like a Christmas gift or something. Hmm. Be like, can you get podcast us for Christmas? Gift, yeah. yeah. And then. Because we need gifts for Christmas and then podcast gifts. I've already yes. told Zach that. Yes. They're separate. They're, yes. They're two separate things. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Sorry, that was but ramble (laughs) okay anyway after his arrest though fbi were called in because they suspected him to be involved in the murders of quite a few people including the death of eight-year-old nicole lapata and kathy mckinnon i'm pretty sure that's how you say her name now mckinnon McKenheim, McKenheim. It looks like it's it's M I C and then a capital K E N H I E M. M I C K E Y M. I don't. <laughs> I had to. You were like the way you were saying it. M I C K E N. M O U S. Anyway, Judith. See now we're doing the true crime comedy. Like sorry. I'm sorry, it's, it's every every day it's, it's different. See, some days you're gonna get a serious podcast, other days you're gonna get true crime comedy. Now, Judith claimed that he was responsible for both of these deaths, but John like denied it. Was just like, no, I was absolutely not connected to those murders. Kathy's body was found in the spillway on April sixth, nineteen eighty five. And she was found covered in bruises, like head to toe, completely covered in bruises. And I hate that I really only found the bare minimum about her. I don't know how old she was. All I know is an article in the newspaper mentioned her as a drifter. I couldn't find a picture about her. I could not find anything. Anything. So if anyone out there knows anything about her, anything about her life before a picture of her... I don't know anything. I would love if someone else knew something else out there because I don't. And I really would like to know. So if someone else could find anything out there, please send it my way. Please let me know. Um, If this was your sister, mom, whatever, please let me know. Please message us with what she was like. Um, Now, Kathy was found in St. Charles Parish. And I tell you this because it's important for later. So remember that she was found in St. Charles Parish. Now, once detectives and the FBI had had John talking and confessing to these murders, he eventually claimed that he killed three people alone in St. John Parish, one man in Lafayette, and another man in Texas. He denied having anything at all to do with the killing of Nicole or Kathy, but slowly over the course of the interview, the real story started, you know, basically just started coming to light, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, now, another warning. Um, I would say skip ahead, but there's really not a good point to skip ahead at this point. So this is your last chance to bail. Um. I am not also going into extreme graphic detail with these. I don't recommend you read it if you would like to. My sources will be in the show notes and I did a lot, I got a lot of my sources from the legal documents. So these were like transcripts and stuff like that. So it's a lot of that information. I did not include a lot of it. I just gave everyone a brief like a general overview is what I'm going to do. Um... I have been in a really mental hard place. 
I made my husband read it because I didn't know like if I was overreacting because if I'm just so emotional about times. Tyler was like, I really want to go throw up at this point. Um, so I don't recommend reading it if curiosity gets the best of you and you would like to. Just keep it to yourself. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Like, don't don't make a huge deal out of it. And whatever you do, please do not purchase. Again, please do not purchase the book that I am not naming. Just don't purchase it, please. Um, I am also going to say that before I start, I want to say that there is reason to believe that the confessions that were made by both Judith and Sheila may have been forced. Um, both Judith and 14-year-old, her 14-year-old daughter, Sheila, were in bad places mentally. And psychologists do believe that there were some things that were said that were false. And that they were just kind of underdressed the entire time. I, I know. I have a love-hate relationship with long interviews. Because yes. sometimes people would just say whatever because they just want the interview to be over. Yes. And you have to understand, this lady just tried to uh, overdose. Well, yeah. And recently a teenager and you have a teenager um and then when you hear about a lot of the stuff that happened it's difficult but just just keep that in mind i'm not trying to say that anyone's innocent or anyone's i think everyone in the situation that was charged was guilty um so i'm not trying to negate the fact or claim that she's innocent i just want to make it sure that that yes it i just yes i just want to make sure that that is said that that was said yeah basically um now john judith and sheila were leaving florida where they lived mm. um in milton florida on the first of june in 1985 the adults stopped for alcohol, and John was just drinking and driving. Like, they were just driving down the road, oh, drinking. Yeah. Sheila was in the back seat, sprawled out, and her mom and John were just cruising. They're making their way to Laplace, which is where John was from. Once they got into Louisiana, they had spotted a friend of John's named Billy Phillips that was walking down the road and just hitchhiking, and they decided to stop and pick him up. Which I think is kind of like crazy that you just randomly see your friend walking down the road. But they did. Whatever. And they decided that they were going to pick him up and just go take him to wherever they were going. I'm not sure where he sat in the car. But Judith claimed that the men, both John and Billy, started talking about uh, a little girl that Billy sexually assaulted. Whose mother that they both knew. And John kind of detailed the uh, the conversation during his conversation with the police and basically said that in the way he recalled it as that Billy said, hey, have you ever done anything with a little girl? And he was like, what do you mean? Like how old? And he was, you know, like a little girl, like 10 or 11, 12, like that age. And he was like, oh, no, I've never done that. And he's like, oh, man, you should. You need to. It's just crazy that Judith hearing this yes and just continue i would have been like in my mind next rest stop next gas station i'm getting me and my daughter out of this car and mm -hmm. i'm gonna be like call nine one one. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Mm -hmm. sorry it's nine o'clock oh yeah so the song, they're telling us to yeah. go to sleep we normally don't record this late so you're here well we hear the one at five sometimes yeah but this is the go to bed one <laughs> <laughs> lights out <laughs> um do they really have to do lights out at the... Um, they do have curfews. Yeah. Oh, I know that. Unfortunately, if you're, like, single or whatever and live uh -huh. in the dorms. I don't know if it's, like, this time, but I think it's, like, 10. So, like, even if you were, like, well, probably not 30... Tonight. Probably not tonight. Cause uh, it's, like, a weekend? It's weekend. But, like, you do have to be at work uh -huh. So, yeah. Oh, okay. I cool. can see it, but also it's, like... I'm a grown man. That's what I'm like, saying. I'm like, I'm a grown-up. Yeah. Like, I'm a grown-up. Anyway, sorry, side tangent. Um, so, at some point, though, during that day or the next day, once they got to where they were staying, the conversation between these two men kind of transformed into them deciding that they wanted to find a little girl to basically replicate this with, this experience that Billy had had. 
Okay. So the next day, the four of them, so Billy, John, Judith, and Sheila, all got in the car and drove to a local apartment looking for a young girl. John and Billy got out of the car and started looking. Mm. And while they were in the car, Sheila got out because she really had to use the bathroom and wanted to find a bathroom to use. Well, John came back to the car and the but Sheila and Billy had not yet. And Judith got worried and was like, Where's my daughter? And so John left to go find them again. And when they came back, um, all of them came back and returned back to the car. But Sheila was holding the hand of a little girl who was eight-year-old Nicole. So she was literally leading her People to the car. teach your children stranger danger. Like, I'm confident that neither of my children... They both are very anxious. Like well, I don't think I don't I don't think I want to be clear too. I don't think we're blaming the parents, these Nicole's parents, no. for not teaching them her stranger danger because there's no telling but how. Like, but I'm a but, little bit but, I am a little bit I am okay. First off, why is eight year old out there by herself? I, I was outside. I I this is 1980s. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, but this is a thing. This is a thing, Beth, and you have to remember. We're millennials. Yeah. We don't allow our kids to play outside freely. For the most part, most people our age don't allow their kids to play freely. But for me, yeah. the second I got home from school, my parents did not see me or get in contact with me until that night. I was I was a very anxious kid. So I, I was, was I was not no. I was when I was at my I grandparents' wish. house on the weekend, I would wake up in the morning and I would be gone. I would go, ride my bike couple miles away i would play in the middle of the woods i would play in random parking lots and random fields i would come home when i was thirsty i would get something to eat and then i would leave again until it was nighttime i was not the type of kid i would even though i knew stranger danger if somebody stopped on their way home in the middle of nowhere and were like hey are you okay i would be like yeah i'm good bye or i would see random people that i knew I mean, I was never, I was this type of kid. I would not, I would not like go off with a stranger, but I was, I was left unsupervised a lot of the time. I was by myself a lot. I was like one of those, what do they call latchkey kids? Like I was by myself or with my younger siblings a lot. So I cannot judge. That gives me anxiety just thinking about it. Well, but okay, but, but that's how so many kids were. So many yeah. kids played outside by themselves I guess. because their parents were at work or because even if their parents were inside, like during the 40s, 50s, and 60s, how do you think parents, how do you think women kept their house clean? They stuck their kids outside and told them to be gone all day and don't come back until the lights come back, the street lights come on. Like that's literally what it was. And that's normal to me. So that's why I can't judge anybody in this situation because that, that's normal. I played outside my entire life. I never was inside. I'm trying not to judge, but then also look what happened. So I know, but I know, but I know. you, but that I was, know. but that's your experience. You're the you're the type of kid who didn't want to but go you're outside. Also a Fourteen year old luring. Well, yeah. Eight year old. Yeah. Because teach your fourteen year old not to be weirdos. That go along with plans like, I don't know, this but whole you, situation but you, but is just It weird. is. It's a, it's a scary situation, but you have to think about it. What did I just say? They were in a, when they got arrested, the mom was just having an overdose. Like, they were not in a good situation. Your mom's dating a 21-year-old guy. You're living in a house with other people. Like, you're getting up to go and drive, and then your your stepdad, for intents and purposes, picks up a strange man. This little girl didn't know anything better. She's 14 years old. She didn't know what was normal what was not. Like, when you're raised in an environment like that, you think something's normal and it's not. There's, like, there's no telling. We don't know the side of, the, uh, side of her story. We don't know if someone, I mean, she did testify, but a lot of it's not documented. We don't know if one of the men literally yelled and screamed in her face and told her that she had to do this. Like, you don't know. That's why I try to be on the, like, when it comes to children and stuff like this, I don't know. She could have told the little girl, 
hey, we're friends with your mom and kids are really susceptible to stuff. Even if you teach your kid not to believe that kind of stuff, it is very easy to convince a child to go along with that. So no, I don't blame her, her, if she had, I don't blame her siblings. I don't blame her mom, her dad. I don't blame anybody for her being outside unsupervised because shoot, I was, I was my entire life. And yeah, nothing bad happened to me, but what are we going to do? Like, am I really going to deny a child my, like for me, if I had a child right now, it'd be very hard for me to let my child just freely roam and experience nature. But I think that would be something that was very, very, very important for me because my favorite time of my life was being 10 years old, riding my bike, dropping it off at the front of the forest and literally walking miles through the forest and just discovering stuff and I had little hideaways that were that I discovered of stuff that was just mine for me where I hid stuff where I could take friends I found fields that I could just lay out in the middle of the ground and there was nothing around and it was completely silent and I just got to experience being a kid and seeing insects and snakes and just all kinds of stuff like I learned so much So it'd be really hard for me to deny my kid that. And even when I lived in the city, like riding bikes to friends' houses or riding to the park or um, what else did we do? Riding to the store to get something like an icy or something. Like those were all like super fond memories for me. So I like I understand like protecting your child, but it would be I, I hate that children don't experience those things today. That innocence that I had. So. That's my ramble on this little girl and why I hate that an innocent situation turned out horribly. But anyway, once they all got back in the car, this is when it kind of obviously went south. Um, Sheila, Billy, and Nicole sat in the back and Judith and... John, sorry, I couldn't think of his name, sat in the front. And it wasn't long before Billy started touching Nicole. And it was obvious that she didn't want it. And she started getting really mad and screaming. And this is the first time that he hit her. Like, he hit her to try to get her quiet. Because she was just screaming and throwing a fit. Because she's eight years old. And she's in a car with people she doesn't know. Being driven away from her home and a man that is 25 years old and probably triple her size is touching her and trying to convince her to sit in his lap. Mm -hmm. This is the first time, though, that Judith says she started to feel like something bad was going to happen. So you're telling me when you pick up this man and hear this conversation happen, you don't think something bad's going to happen? When you drive to this apartment complex, you don't think something bad's going to happen? When you see your daughter walking back to the car with this little girl and this little girl get into your car, you don't think something bad is going to happen? I'm sorry. Because I done thought three times now something bad was going to happen. All the adults aren't being adults. No. So, in court documents, they are sure to mention that Judith had three chances to remove herself from all this. Three chances. The first is when they stopped at the Louisiana at Louisiana Power and Light. Um, she claimed at this point they had all gotten out of the car. And she tried to take Nicole and walk off with her, but that John slapped her and forced them all back in the car. A little bit later, they stopped again at the Gypsy Power Plant. And then they stopped again at an Exxon to use the bathroom. This time when they left, Sheila joined John and Judith, so Sheila's a teenager, John and Judith in the front seat so that Billy was in the back with Nicole. During this time, he was abusing her sexually in the back seat while the three of them were in the front seat. They stopped one last time at a wooded area and Judith and Sheila got out of the car. 
Judith claims that at this point, John and John had Sheila get back in the car, and he drove off with Billy and Nicole in the back seat. So she, uh, Judith was there by herself. She was just in this little wooded area by herself. When they came back, she said that her daughter's face looked like it was, like, beaten, like she had been slapped or hit or something. And it was, a, it was clear that Nicole had been abused during this time. She then documents that she got back in the car with, while Billy, both Billy and John raped Nicole. And she herself, Judith, participated in orally servicing both men during this. So, yeah. Sheila sat in the car this whole time. This happened. And John claimed that he started feeling really bad about Nicole because she had been beaten so badly that he wanted to smother her and put her out of her misery. According to Judith and her recollection of the events, she said that it was Billy who actually killed her. After they had all, and I mean as like, when I say all, I mean the adults. When all the adults had then proceeded to participate in sex with each other, they decided to leave the area. At this point, Billy had let it slip that the night prior, or the set point during the night prior to the day, he had actually also had sex with Sheila, the 14-year-old Sheila, this made John mad. Okay, but, like, how did they not know? Like, were they sleeping in separate rooms? I mean, I don't know where they were staying. I don't know anything about their sleeping arrangements. This, along with several other things that Billy had done with Nicole's body, furthered angered, furthered angering, or I can't even say words right now because I think this is so horrible, further angered John, and it eventually led to him snapping. He started stabbing Billy and eventually cut off his penis and testicles because he was so disgusted with what he did. I don't, he claims that he was disgusted in what he did for everything, but I'm very confused as to how you can say that you're so disgusted with someone that you would cut off their penis and testicles when you did the exact same thing. The exact same thing. Um... Sitting right there beside this while all this was happening, Judas started stabbing Billy as well. In total, he would be stabbed 82 times. John wanted to do one more thing, though. He went to his car and got out a ratchet saw and cut off his hand. Okay. So, because he basically claimed in his interview that he didn't want, he wanted to make sure he never did this to anybody else. I'm like, the man's already dead, dead. but whatever. So, the gone. two of them put Billy in a suit, in a sleeping bag, and put him in the back of the car with Nicole's body. So, they're basically carrying around two bodies at this point. The three of them drove a bit before abandoning the bodies of Billy and Nicole in two different locations. They threw Billy off the bridge and kept the kept the kept the sleeping bag, but dumped him off off a bridge with the sleeping bag, but kept the sleeping bag. And then they placed Nicole in the woods. Before they left her body, though, John raped her body and told Judith while Judith was right there, and told Judith that if any if she told anyone what had happened here, that she would be next. And the two of them proceeded to have sex. Right there. The next day, they drove back towards New Orleans and stopped at a Popeye's in Kenner. It was here, though, that they stopped for food, and John threw away the knife, hacksaw that he used for the hand, and the hand itself in the trash. Before heading home um, to Florida, they had made sure they got everything in the car. Um, like the sleeping bag, all of their stuff. They had all of their bloody clothes. Everything was with them. A month later, 
in Florida. They, John and Judith were driving in Florida, and they picked up a hitchhiker named Frank Powell. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's how you'd say it. Would you say Powell? Yeah. Poe? Probably Probably Powell. Powell? I would say Powell. But there's no L. No L's at the end. Like, you have to say Powell. It doesn't seem like Powell. It's just like Poe, Powell. It also doesn't feel like Poe. Maybe. I I don't know. I'm going to say Poe because it's P-O-W-E. Powell? I don't know. I'm just going to call him Frank. We're going to call him Frank. Frank had been warned that he should not be hitchhiking. Because it's dangerous and you shouldn't hitchhike. I mean, I agree. <laughs> a few hours later, he is picked up by John and Judith. Oh, great. At some point during this, John says that he doesn't like the way that Frank is hitting on his girl, okay. Judith. Okay. And that's, that's John's point of view. Judah's point of view, because I'm telling you, these stories are contradictory. Judah's point of view says that there was just flirtation going all around. And at some point, they stopped off in the woods. And Frank and John pulled over, walked out into the woods, and started to have sex. Oh. Judith comes up to them. And that's when John suddenly grabs a hammer that I guess he had taken out there with him. I don't know. And hits Frank against the head kills him, and then proceeds to have sex with him again as he's dead. At this point, Judith then then decides to have sex with Frank's body. And then both John and Judith have sex with each other. How are these people getting it on just back to back to back? The two of them proceeded to pull his body back to the highway run him over several times with his car. How did nobody... And then they just drive off. How did nobody see this? I don't think I've ever been on a highway where there wasn't, like, nobody. Right? You know? Right. Like, They said that this was, this was right on the line of, like, where Florida and Alabama meet. No. Immediately, no. There's no way this I think happened. It, I think it has to be, like, some back road There's highway. There's no way this happened. That's, like, the busiest area. <laughs> Um, it was literally, though, just hours after this when the police would be called about a fight between John and the landlord. Jesus. So they did this, and then hours later, this happens. Florida police arrest him for the murder of Frank Poe first. This was a murder, though, that he pled guilty to in order to escape the electric chair. Louisiana police then decided that they want to charge him for murder as well. Mm. And they wanted to charge him for both the murders of Nicole and Kathy, but they had to choose which one be- since they happened in two different parishes. I hate that. That's Kath- so right? Kathy's murder would have only been charged as a second-degree murder and would not carry the death penalty. And they wanted those charges to be filed, so or they wanted the death penalty to be attached to the case, so they chose to prosecute him solely on Nicole's case and never actually pressed charges for Kathy's Which murder. Which makes it seem like Kathy's life didn't really matter. Yes, I can see that. I, I really that can. I hate, I hate it. However, I get I, it. I, I get it. I get yeah, it. because like, what happens if they did charge him for both? Yeah. He's acquitted or so found not the, guilty. He's get the lesser charge. Well, yeah, well, no, but like, let's say, let's say the situation happened where he they charged him for both. He's found not guilty of both, and then they can't charge him it's for anything. Double yeah. yeah Whereas if they charge him for hers, yeah, and then they find not guilty, then they could at least charge him for second degree murder for Kathy. So, like, I get it, but I hate it. I hate it so much because it, yeah, like you said, it does make it seem like her murder just never. She never, they never got justice yeah. for her murder. Yeah. Because even when you look stuff up, I didn't know that until I went through newspaper articles. Because it's going to be about the case with Nicole. Yes. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that Nicole's wasn't any more I mean, or yeah. less important. Oh it's a horrible yeah. tragedy. But like. Another person. Another person. Her. There's yeah. multiple people. people. Even Frank. Yeah. Like he did not deserve that. Nobody here deserved this. Of course. I don't know anything about Frank other than the fact that he was a hitchhiker. And that's disgusting. 
course, Florida. As long as you say guilty, then it, they just <laughs> you live on death row for the rest of your so, life. So he did get life um, in prison for Frank, and. Judith was eventually found guilty of two counts of first-degree murder, and she was sentenced to life in prison. I agree. <laughs> right, that. 100%. I, I don't care what her mental... I'm sorry, no. I'm going to be that way. <laughs> she deserved. Yeah. John was also found guilty and was sentenced to death. Okay, yes. Yes. Now, any case in Louisiana that gets the death penalty automatically has to go up for a review from the state Supreme Court. I feel like that's everything. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I assume, yeah. I don't know. Um, but I said, I don't know if that's just a Louisiana thing or not. But during sentencing, John's mom and a priest, his priest, I guess, spoke oh, in Lord. defense of him. Um, basically saying bull crap about how the say? priest was yes. like, he needs a chance to redeem his soul. And the mom was like, he was never like this. Like, Real, ma'am, your son just killed multiple people, including a child. Like, like free whoever, and they've murdered like eight, ten yeah. people. And like, like no, he didn't do anything. He just killed like ten eight people. people. Like yes, one hundred percent. Like yes, yeah, let's. Yeah, we're gonna let him go now. We yes. all collectively decided. Now Nicole's mother also spoke um, about all that her daughter could have been. Um, basically saying like she she would have been ten now. I did, I did, she's like, she'd have been 10. She's never going to get a chance to graduate high school. She's never going to get, we're never going to get the chance to see who she becomes. Eight was nothing. Eight is nothing. just a speck. Nothing. Now, John's death sentence has since been repealed, but he will spend life in prison. Yeah, that's normally what happens. But still, I mean. I, they appeal, 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 appeal. appeal. Yeah. You can do it like every two years. Yeah, and so his death sentence won't, is not like re-given back or whatever so he is as of right now just spending life in prison now i do want to say in the end of all this that i wish i had a whole book of stuff to talk about just nicole just i wish i had a book yeah um not just her though every single victim we talked about yeah what is so just undeniably hard is when we don't have a whole lot to say about these people. And I don't know if that book I'm telling y'all to buy has anything about Nicole. I don't think so since her family had no say in it. I don't think. It doesn't seem like they would. It's just the way people like to monetize all the stuff like this. Yes. So I don't know. Um, But I want to know if Nicole liked to play with dolls or if she was a co- like a toy car kid yeah. or if she was into Care Bears. It's the 80s. It's the height of the 80s. Yeah, true. Which Care Bear was her favorite? Yeah. What was her favorite Saturday morning cartoon? Mm-hmm. Um, what was her favorite subject in school? She'd have been, what, first grade, second grade? Yeah, she's actually around my mom's age. My mom yeah. was two years older than yeah. her. So, yeah, she would have been second grade. Yeah. What was her favorite subject in school? Yeah. What did she want to be when she grew up? It was the summertime. She's probably getting ready to go into, like, what, the third grade? Yeah. Like, what was she excited about? Yep, Alex is seven and he's going into second. So, yeah. yeah, she'd be going mm-hmm. into third. Like, you know, what was what did she want to be? Did she want to be a doctor? Did she want to be a vet? Did she like animals? Does she know. have any animals? I to be a veterinarian at that age. <laughs> like, there's so many questions that I have. And I know for a lot of people that don't get this true crime stuff like one like one thing that they say over and over and people who don't get it is like you're just glorifying evil or i see a lot of people who are victims like family of the victims and they don't like true crime and i get that i I mean i totally understand that like especially like the um that new tv show i think fox or somebody's doing it what happened to Pam or something something happened with Pam or something. Oh, I'm not watching it because like, I've seen her family like, I mean, yeah, speak out about like, it. Like, I mean, I get it. I mean, when you – I feel like there's a huge difference between dramatizing something and dramatizing it and kind of making well, it seem like it's like a – like this is a funny situation. Well, I think – what I don't like about that aspect is like that's a well-known company, mm-hmm. TV mm-hmm. channel, you know, news channel. They didn't even reach out to the family at all. Mm-hmm. I, it takes five seconds. They know mm-hmm. these people. Mm-hmm. They obviously have the resources to find them. They could have been like, hey, would you like to be in it? 
Would you like to give, you know, a an input, input, a little interview? Five and, I, and I do feel guilty about that sometimes when it comes to stuff that we do because yeah. I could. But I honestly, I, I probably didn't search as hard as I could for some things. But I also don't feel like we're like one of those podcasts that like our goal is not monetization. Like that yeah, be, I'm not. Nice. Try, I'm not trying to exploit. Nice. I'm not trying to exploit someone's story we for politically, to talk about not politically, for like money gain. Yeah, we just want to talk about it, get their story out there. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, I know? do see where people are coming from when they say like it is just glorifying evil. Yeah. I understand that. Um, I mean, I can see where they're coming from from like a psychological point of view because they want to like profile these people. Mm-hmm. And could we be able I to? Mean, find out now if, like, kids are having issues when they're teenagers yes we stop them now yes yeah but like not the people that go out and have like y'all i've seen grown women that have jeffrey Dahmer as a tattoo that's and gross ghost face that's uh, gross gainesville ripper that's gross people don't even know that game that ghost face is based off of an actual case that we actually talked about because they're just so caught up in the Hollywood aspect of it. And I, I mean, I I will be the first to admit that when I first got into true crime, it was because I was so fascinated with the way that these killers' brains worked. And I was obsessed with that aspect of it. That's more of the psychological But yes, part it was. It was you a hard like, I'm going to go out yeah. and get every... Yes, because shower curtain, no, tattoo. No, and... it was more of, and I even specifically remember being a kid saying, like, I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to a serial killer, and people thought I was crazy for wanting to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I want to know why their brains do the things that they do. Like, mm-hmm. why does your, how does your brain function that way? How do you think that that's okay? There's still so much we don't know about the brain. Yeah. There's like 10% of our brain that we don't even use. So, I don't, I don't. I don't judge them for that, but I also think that a lot of these big podcasts and a lot of the big true crime stuff definitely glorify and exploit it. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent exploit it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see it on Twitter all the time. Oh, a hundred. Yeah. I love, I I shouldn't say that, but... (sighs) Twitter drama is like no other. But be, but it's gross when people glorify it's a killer. Gross, but I love when the people like us like clap back at them and they're like they'll at the people and they'll be like, Don't listen to this podcast. These mm-hmm. people didn't do this or they'll be like, We've talked to their family. They didn't want them. I'm like, Yes. Yeah. They need to be called out. Yeah. These are real people. But like they, they don't care until it's their family. Yes. That is that is that is true. And like we've said it once and I will literally say it again and we'll probably say it again in every episode. Yeah. We both think that one of the best ways to keep a person's spirit alive mm-hmm. is by talking about them. Yeah, we do it with our loved ones. We do it all the time. Yeah. And unfortunately, in this situation, we're talking about the worst day of these people's lives. lives. The absolute worst day. The most vulnerable. Yes, it's the worst day of their parents' lives, yeah. their siblings' lives, their whole entire family, their friends. It's the worst day of their life. And we are yeah. talking about it. Yeah. And that's, that's sad. Oh, there comes the train. Everything this episode. That is sad, and I understand that. But I think there is something important about just speaking it, speaking it it into existence, and that there it's not forgotten. Because somebody that listens to this is going to have no idea that Nicole ever existed, and obviously, I'm not her family. And I cannot speak for her family, but I feel like I would much rather have, if she was my little sister, I feel like I would much rather have somebody talking about her Mm -hmm. on the worst day of her life than not talking about her ever. Well, even like, I think of like from the killer's aspect, I mean, we're not that amazing, but I mean, I think we are, but... (laughs) What if, like, somebody that has these thoughts, like, internally, they're fighting with these demons about wanting to go out and kill somebody or, like, blah, 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 mm-hmm. listens to not necessarily our podcast, but a podcast, and hears somebody say stuff like us, and they're like, maybe I should go get help. Yeah. Maybe I do need to call my therapist back. Maybe I do need to get back on my meds. Mm-hmm. Maybe all these things that I'm seeing in my head aren't are normal. Okay. Yeah. And of course. And get help, you know? 
Yeah. Because we keep talking about it. We don't make it taboo. We don't make it seem all sexy like and, and, Hollywood does. And I, and I don't want this to sound like we are glorifying who we are, what we're doing, or that we're better than anybody else because I really don't think we are. I just think that I think I need people to understand that there is a fine line between joking and using somebody's situation mm-hmm. for gain and to make yourself look better yeah. and talking about someone's family member or someone's story in order to bring light and remembrance 100%. to it because yeah. i mean it's hard i wish i wish this entire podcast could be an entire podcast where i talk nothing ex- about what nicole was like when she was a little girl mm-hmm. if this whole podcast was nothing but who kathy was but also some parts of our society are just weird and they lie so much yeah about. and i mean and yeah. i don't know and like seriously if someone is related to anybody that we talk to and you want to say hey you got the side of the story wrong yeah. or hey can you can i give you a bunch of stuff and you just literally tell stories about who they were oh heck yeah i guarantee you just 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 also, people are just yeah. weird. I mean, when you think about when Ted Bundy was on trial, his courtroom and people were was, fangirling his over him. Courtroom was God, packed. So gross. I mean, the courtroom was packed. Women drove from like states over. That's so f- because they just wanted to see Ted Bundy and That's like so gross. Just touch him. That's so and gross. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm. She literally just broke her chair. Oh my god! I'm telling you, this episode, y'all are getting a little thing, a little bit of everything. You're getting all of everything. But anyway, so tend this. Please remember today that these are people that they're very real people. Remember their names. Um, They are brothers and sisters, children, friends to human beings, just like me and you. Yeah. These people, these family and friends have grieved over them. They deserve the world over for each one of us to just spend a few minutes honoring the fact that they've lost their loved one and honoring the life of their loved one. Um, They don't deserve for us to glorify the person who is still alive. Mm -hmm. We're doing the bare minimum. Oh, yeah. The bare bare minimum. The bar is so low. Yes. It's on the ground. Yes. We literally are not even, we. The toe has just gone over the pole. Yes. Like, we're bare, bare, bare minimum right now. And just talking about people. And I'm not saying you have to go out there and tell everybody, oh, my God, this is this really just horrible thing that happened to this little girl. Mm -hmm. No, you don't have to say that. You can just say, hey, do you know about... Have you heard about this case from 1985? Yeah, like this this, this man and his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and his friend did this really horrible thing to this little eight-year-old girl named Nicole. You know, her family is still around today, and I can't imagine what it's like for them to wake up every day and know that that happened to their little sister or to their... Or I don't know if she was oldest or youngest or whatever, but their sister and their child, and that's horrible. And yeah, so you, I mean that's that's bare minimum, bare minimum. Exactly. You can go out and make sure that this doesn't happen to other people. You can be mindful, and if you see a child playing outside by themselves, instead of saying, "Man, I wish they would come and watch their child," maybe keep an eye out like oh, like if you like like if you see somebody walk up to this mm-hmm. child and this mm-hmm. child looks super uncomfy mm-hmm. you're not a bad person to say hey do you know that like talk so, to the kid do you know this person well my neighborhood should feel lucky <laughs> because i'm always watching out for the kids on my street like it takes two seconds to literally be a good person so i don't care i'll be embarrassed i'll be like sir do you know this do you know this man <laughs> do you do you know this man yeah i want to see some identification well because photos. also like it it also your gut tells you when something's wrong too oh, all the time. so you have to listen to that all so um that is all i got though um i will have all the sources for everything linked in the bio she does she already has it um She's it's in my notes so yeah that was this horrible case again if you know anybody in this case and they don't want to listen to this or do want to listen to this you can at least tell them that we would love 
if they could tell us anything about their family member or if they just want to come on and we can give them an hour to just tell us really funny yeah i mean if they wanted to come on and they just wanted to tell us funny stories Stories, do it (laughs) i mean come on i'll give you a space to talk about your family member and you know memorialize them so that's all i got um I don't know what else. Next week will be a big case. Actually, we have next week off. Remember? Oh, yes. Yes. So, yes, I lied when I said the Twitch Twitch stream was in two weeks. It's not. It's in three weeks. We've only been doing this for two months now. Yes. I forgot. If a month has five Sundays, we're going to take that Sunday off. Typically, we do the last Sunday of the month. Yeah. Second to last. So next week there will be no episode. Sorry. Then the first week of August you will get an episode. I forgot about that. It's an interesting one. Yes. So it's one from the executive assistant that he's been dying for us. I mean, <laughs> obviously not literally, but like he's, he's been talking he's about. He's really been wanting us to do it, and I'm finally doing it. So. Means he got to listen to it. He did. He watched like two documentaries with Okay, him. I have a question, and this is y'all are just going to have to listen to me ask this question because I don't feel like pressing stop. Does Zach ever like talk about like a random case or something crazy? Or let me ask this Does he listen to every single episode that we put out? Um, probably not every, but he's listened to them. Okay. Does he ever like say, Ooh, y'all should talk about this case, or did y'all know about this and it's All something we've already talked about? No. Okay. Tyler does this. It was not, I wanted to say all the time, but it's happened three times now where Tyler's like, oh my God. Yes. Yes. And I I caught him all three times and I would be like, Mm -hmm. I'll say something and I'll be like, Tyler, I've already, we've already talked about that one. That does fairly well. But normally like, like at night is like our us time. Yeah. We lay in bed and we pick one thing to watch together. And the other night, I was like, I'm finally doing that case. And I was like, put something on my phone. He was like, airdrop it to the TV. Let's watch it. So we just sat and watched it. Yeah. And we just, he was like, man, this is a lot different than I thought. Because he had just seen a TikTok video. Uh-huh. Like 22nd. And he was like, this is way more. Yeah. He was like, this is going to be a longer case. And I was like, yeah, this, this guy had some issues. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I've caught yeah. Tyler. I will say, though, for Tyler, he did say, he's like, if they were more YouTube videos, I'd watch them more because he's always watching YouTube videos while he's playing feel, video games. That's how I feel, too. I'm a YouTuber. So, I'm like, trying to slowly add more and more to YouTube. Because yeah. so. what he'll do is he'll have his one main monitor with that, mm-hmm. with, like, whatever he's playing, and the secondary will have YouTube. But I can't say anything because I don't, at work, I've been, like, a friend of his that we play D&D with is streaming a lot more because mm-hmm. he's super close to affiliate oh, and nice. so i'm off <laughs> i'm not off but i'm like free yeah. so like i will turn on my computer and turn on tyler's computer. computer while he's at work and have us both Watch streaming it, it. and so i'll just kind of listen to him that's play sweet. final fantasy 14 in the background oh, that's fun. yeah that's a good game. yeah and i was like he's making me want to play it again because yeah. i'm just like this looks so fun it is fun yeah so okay that's all we got um we're going to record another episode. <laughs> yes, it's going to be but, a long night for us. But, but drink your water, take your meds. I didn't take my medication this morning, and I didn't realize that until I walked out of the house. But take your meds, drink your water, and be a good person. Exactly. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.